the Big 12, and my freshman year girlfriend. Crazy, hot mess. This is Locked On Big 12. You are Locked On Big 12, your daily podcast on the Big 12 Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Sunday, everybody. Welcome to Locked On Big 12. I'm Drake Toll from ESPN Central Texas. Thank you for making Locked On Big 12 your first listen every single day on today's show. The Big 12 is like my insane ex-girlfriend. Mediocre, more like meaty, optimally good, and great news for all you newcomers. You know what? Another wild weekend. Another cause for an emergency Sunday podcast. Can you believe what this league continues to do to my mental? It's Mental Health Awareness Month. And the Big 12 says, you know what? We want you to be insane. We want to make everybody out there who roots for a Big 12 team clinically insane. Baylor lost to BYE by three points this week in a complete and utter disaster. Oklahoma State upsets Kansas. Iowa State, a five-point underdog, goes on the road, and some kid named Rocco tosses three touchdowns in a 30-10 to win. I know somebody's screaming, he's not some kid, that's my grandson. He's very good, I know who he is. He's very good at, he's very good at quarterback. BYU, my underdog of the week, my Big 12 dog of the week, loses 44-11. to Freshman quarterback Josh Hoover, Hoover Dam, Herbert Hoover, behoove yourself by looking at this kid's highlights because the freshman kid could started driving a car two years ago at a rock wall, like the most epic high school white guy quarterback number three. It's like comes out on the field and you're like, ah, oh, all right. Goes and puts on a show. Dude was insane. 439 passing yards, four touchdowns, two picks. Don't have to talk about that. They won 44 to 11. BYU's defense, Swiss cheese this week. And Kansas State, dude, what is this conference? I thought Texas Tech was probably going to win this game, night game. Seemed like they put something together. Kansas State, again, these are my two teams that I thought would meet in Arlington at the end of the year because the way the, the schedule shook out. Kansas State still could uh, uh, go to Arlington all of a sudden. Texas Tech, not so much. 38-21 final. Tech can't seem to find a quarterback who is healthy. And even when they are, Baron Morton and Tyler Shuck were both just okay. Uh, inconsistent at best. Kansas State has benched its eighth year. He's not that old, but he's old. Their starting senior old guy quarterback, Will Howard, in favor of Avery Johnson. They're like, you know what? Will Howard's pretty good. Senior, 6'5", 240. Guy, he's, got that, he's just got that quarterback build. He was my preseason All-Big 12 QB. Not anymore. Benched. That's right. For the kid Avery Johnson, who does something that no Big 12 quarterback has done since his own offensive coordinator, Colin Klein, did it. He rushed for five touchdowns in this game. He scored all, all of the TDs for Kansas State. 38-21 final. Reminds me of Tim Tebow. Remember the guy who was the starting quarterback at Florida before Tim Tebow during Tebow's freshman season? What's his name? You probably don't know. I don't know. You don't have to know. That's kind of what he... There are those guys that are the, the placeholder. You're like, oh, yeah. You know, Drew Bledsoe could have been that, but he was actually pretty good. The guy at Florida, not that great. And then Tebow steps up and becomes that dude, and they're just like, you know what? At some point, you forced our hand. We're going to have to go with Tebow. Kansas State might ride the hot hand of Avery Johnson all the way to 10-2 and two this season. That sounds hyperbolic. They do have to play Kansas later on. But, but, that, but look, TCU at home in a night game. Houston's winnable. At Texas, again, very tough. 
Baylor, they're going to win that game. At Kansas, they're going to win that game. Iowa State, now that's all of a sudden. That's t- we live in a society. And I, and I know you're probably thinking right now, maybe you are, maybe you're not. Man, what is the, what's the path of where this podcast is going today? What is the point here? What's the thesis? And you know what? There isn't one. The only thesis is I don't, I don't have a path. I don't have it drawn out today. I just want you to see how insane this world is that we live in. Oklahoma never won in the league. 6-0, 3-0 in conference play. That's fine. Whatever. Who cares? That's not fun. Iowa State being 3-1 is fun. Folks, do you remember? Do you remember? It might have been the 21st night of September. It was a couple of weeks ago when Iowa State loses to Ohio, the Bobcats. And some drunk guy, old crazy white guy, number seven, I am mad to gamble. You suck. I hate you. And then Matt Campbell, in an anger-driven stupor, turned around and wanted to fight the guy. That happened on the concourse at Ohio's football stadium in our conference a couple of weeks ago. Matt Campbell tried to charge at a fan, old guy, crazy old man, because he was berating him after the game. And we kind of brushed over it. We were like, ah, oh, you know what? Maybe it's just time for Matt Campbell to hang it up. Been a great career at Iowa State. They're just not going to be good. And since then, they have gone 3-1 and one in conference play. And just won by 20 points against Cincinnati, holding Cincy to 10 points at home. Cincinnati might be bad. I liked Emory Jones there for a little bit. They beat Pitt, which at, some point, at one point seemed really cool. And Pitt just beat Louisville. I, I want to make the case. I was going to do this in the second segment, but I'll, I'll give it to you now. Brush up on it now. This is, we are reliving 2007, the 2007 college football season. We're nowhere close to that nationally. Not even close. Nope. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Look at what happened at 07. There is not anything. No, just take that out of your mind. Didn't know. In the Big 12, though, this is a Big 12 embodiment of what 2007 was. Where it's like, oh, well, I guess West Virginia is the one team we have our hope in this week. Nope. Mm-mm. A couple weeks ago, it's like, oh, you know, maybe BYU. Could BYU do something? Special? Nope. Mm-mm. No, can't do that. Oh, I don't know. You know, I mean, maybe Baylor's back now. They beat UCF. Mm-mm. No, hey, can't do that. Houston, I mean, we started this weekend with West Virginia winning the game on a 50-yard touchdown pass from a guy named Garrett Green to Hudson Clement to win the game with 12 seconds to go. Just for, I mean, minutes real time later, Houston to throw a hail frickin' Mary and be the first team, the first new Big 12 team to win a game against an original Big 12 team. Houston, guys. Like, I, I was looking up and down the power rankings from last week. Like West Virginia being at three, you know, Kansas was pretty high. <sighs> what do I do now, man? Everything past Texas and Oklahoma just doesn't make a lot of sense. This is, I, and I can't express it enough, the craziest I can remember the Big 12 ever being. It, it's always had that blue collar knack where it's tough to find one solid, one team at the very forefront of this especially after kind of Oklahoma faded a couple of years ago and they've been wishy-washy since. In that scenario, it was like, oh, wow, now the Big 12 super fun. It used to be just OU dominated. They would go to the Big 12 title every year, uh, win it most years. And the last few years, there have been a lot of parity. 
and that's led up to this year that just makes no sense. And the new guys had honestly not really contributed to that at all until this week with Houston beating West Virginia. So there's been there's been only one event of the new guys contributing to the parity. But wow. <laughs> what it was. It was a walk-off Hail Mary at home in front of 48 people for Houston. None of it makes any sense. Media, people are saying it's mediocre. I'm gonna make I'm gonna make a case against that. Here on Locked On Big 12, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yesterday was Saturday. How do you celebrate your Saturdays? You drink a lot of beers, and I had like 15 of them for Oktoberfest, and they were non-alcoholic. Don't worry. Don't worry. I'm good. I'm, I'm not going to, you know. Non-alcoholic beers right now, Athletic Brewing Company. Athletic Brewing Company has, it is so interesting to me what they have done when it comes to having really good tasting beer. Because Athletic Brewing Company is like, look, dude, I get it. It's not alcoholic. You don't expect it to taste like beer, but you can drink this stuff while you're at work. Oh, you work remote? Sweet. Athletic Brewing Company literally is here for you to do that stuff. You can drink. You're going to your kid's game. I, I Maybe dodd, but throw it in your Stanley Cup. Have some Athletic Brewing Company. No shame in that. It's not alcoholic. Have as many as you want. I'm giving you permission right now. It is my favorite non-alcoholic beer. It makes Saturdays a whole lot more fun because you don't you don't forget anything. You don't make stupid decisions. You just drink Athletic Brewing Company. So right now, we're going to help you out. Locked On's going to help you out. we got some promotions going on with Athletic, with Athletic Brewing Company. Code Locked On at their website to get 15% off your first online order. Locked On, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. At checkout, 15% off. AthleticBrewingCompany.com. Near beer. Exclusions apply. Athletic Brewing Company. This is near beer. Some non-alcoholic brews. Fit for all times. People keep saying the Big 12 sucks. The Big 12's mediocre and they're wrong. You know what sucks? My Wi-Fi here lately. I have Spectrum. Is that like a whole country thing? Does everybody else have it and have this issue? You know, one thing with the Big 12 that I, I will give you nationally, if you talk to a TV executive, and I, I said this last week on a, a radio show, if you talk to a TV executive and say, hey, what do you think about the new Big 12? They are probably really, they're laughing. They're going, oh, that sucks, man. Because you're not going to drive up huge ratings. You know, I, I love 4-3 and three Kansas State playing uh, Iowa State. You know, 4-2 and two Kansas State playing 4-3 and three Iowa State. I love Farmageddon. I'm going to love, I, I love like a good old-fashioned TCU Kansas. I love a, a Texas Tech playing Baylor. I love a butt bowl. People don't when, when there's nobody good in that game. When nobody's nationally recognized, nationally ranked, when there's no kind of national consequence for these games, nobody watches that. People watch Texas OU because it's a top 10, top 15 matchup. We're staring down the barrel. Yet another week. Or Texas and OU are the only two ranked teams in the Big 12. Everybody else in this conference has two or more losses. And I get it. If you're a TV executive, you own Fox, you're going, I don't want any part of that. Nobody wants to watch that. Sure, whatever. But me, I'm a maniac. I'm a sickos committee guy. I like, I like the weird and the wacky. I like the fact that this conference makes zero sense. And I hope at some point you do too. I, I, I had a, a turn, a twist. I was sitting kind of, I was this, this Big 12 princess for a little bit. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to be honest with you. This is my transparency, you know. I was a Big 12 princess for a little bit, considering like 
I hate that nobody in this league is good. I wish there were two teams that were at the top of this compete compete with Texas and OU. Uh, I was super pissed off just at the league in general that there were no you know Kansas State's been disappointing and and Texas Tech's been disappointing and was upset that TCU's been disappointing. And then I just looked at myself in the mirror one day and thought, what a sad way to live. Can I not just enjoy the fact that everybody's beating it? Can I not can I not just enjoy the fact that I can turn on a TV any given weekend of the Big Twelve and just not know, just not know what's going to happen? If I stop worrying about the future of the conference, if I stop worrying about Texas and OU losing, if I stop worrying about things that I can't control and just sit back and watch good old-fashioned pigskin in the Big 12, my life's going to be so much better. So you say you might say it's mediocre. You might say the Big 12's got a lot of bad teams. The Big 12 can't compete nationally. No, look, you know, the Pac-12, they're doing great with all these ranked teams they have. And Oregon State looks so good. And Washington State tripped up big time. But now Arizona looks scary in the new Big 12. And, you know, you heard a lot of noise out west. But for me, for you, let's all come together. Let's put our heads together and say, you know what? It's not mediocre. It's medi-optimally fun. So the SEC right now has their national championship caliber teams. The Big 12 hasn't had that in 20 years, by the way. You know, you're not missing it. They're like coming to the Big 12 like, oh, well, now they're not competing for national titles. Dude, this conference hasn't competed for national titles in a long time. It's, it's been a little bit since the Big 12 was legitimately in the conversation for a national championship. You can make a case for some of those Oklahoma playoff teams. And TCU obviously went last season. You know, we, we've been right there on the cusp, but... We haven't won one in a very, very long time. So it's like, ah, you know, this is not really a... This isn't The fact that this year there are no carryover Big 12 teams, teams that will be in the Big 12 that are competing for a national championship is nothing new. We've already accepted that. We've pretty much accepted that. Ah, it's not going to happen unless there's a wild... You know, I have the towel behind me from the TCU Natty that I went to and left early, which is insane, getting rained on at an indoor stadium. For the Big 12 this year, accept that you're not going to win a national championship with the old teams. That's fine. And then accept that, you know what? We just can create chaos. What if the Big 12's representative in a in a power in a in a bowl, in a New Year's Six Bowl, is like a nine and three team, an eight and four team, right? That'd be awesome. I you know, like I what if down the stretch all the other Big 12 teams come together and decide, you know what, guys, we all kind of aren't good nationally. All right. Let's just create chaos and havoc. This is a cannibalistic league. Why not just go beat Texas and Oklahoma? Just try, just try, you know, just throw out your best. At some point, I think, I really do think, and maybe I'm insane for saying this, that Texas and OU will fall victim to this. That Texas and OU will fall victim to the wild, gross, whatever the Big 12 is putting out every Saturday. I mean, look, I, I just read, I, I read you some of these scores that happened this weekend. Kansas State winning against Texas Tech, Kansas losing to Oklahoma State. Let's just go back to week five. Week five, where Baylor beat UCF in a wild comeback, where West Virginia beat TCU, who just beat the brakes off of BYU. Let's go to week four. Week four, where Kansas beat BYU by double digits at home, where West Virginia beat Texas Tech, the team that just lost to Houston, where Iowa State beat Oklahoma State in what now is a game that has so much so much. It means so much at the top of this league. Last week, Oklahoma State beating Kansas State. And then finally, everybody being like, all right, give Avery Johnson a shot. Now Ollie Gordon's finally getting the ball. Thank you. Last week, 
when Iowa State beat TCU. The same TCU team that just routed BYU with a freshman quarterback. The same Iowa State team that now is 3-1 and one and keeps winning games in Big 12 play. Is that not awesome? Go talk to somebody. In the, go talk to, a, to Tom Rinaldi and be like, isn't the Big 12 awesome? He might tell you no. Kirk Herbstreit might tell They might tell you no. But I'm here. I'm here to tell you yes. That when you settle, <laughs> that when you set your expectations just a little bit lower, the Big 12 is really fun. So, friends, I implore you. Take those expectations and crush them. Take the Big 12 for what it is, face value, and revel. Revel? 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 One of those two. In the fact that this conference, freaking fun, man. That's two frickins today, by the way. Three, I guess, technically. Hey, new guys, good news. I'm Locked On Big 12, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. eBay Motors is the motors. I went into a tire shop the other day. Mr. Tire Man said, hey, dude, we're going to have to replace some of your tires. And I was like, oh, that's, you know, that's normal. You have to do that. And he goes, also, we need to replace your shocks. And I was like, dude, that's, mm, don't know what that's all about. 125,000 miles. Apparently, you have to replace your shocks after that. I don't know what that means. So I took it to Shrunk Automotive down here in China Spring, Texas. And the guy was like, man, I don't know what he's talking about, but I guess you just get some new shocks. So I went to eBay Motors, and they have everything you need to maintain your vehicle. And it's way cheaper than what the tire shop was trying to charge me superchargers roof racks exhaust kits led headlights and more ebay motors 122 million parts your number one ride or die you always find exactly what you need guaranteed fit or you get your money back ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash that's funny with all your parts the prices you want turn your car to the mvp keep bringing home that win keep your ride or die alive ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply at ebay guaranteed fit only available to u.s customers I have really good news if your name is BYU, Cincinnati, UCF, or Houston. I have really good news if your name is Arizona, Colorado, despite your loss to Stanford, Arizona State, or even you, Utah. You're going to have a lot easier time winning than you maybe thought. Now, and this is not a huge, a huge knock on the irate eight Big 12 teams. I don't want to say these teams are bad, but to me, there was a thought of, all right, there's this sense of conference pride where these eight teams are going to band together and be really good at football. They're going to show that they're the heart and soul of the Big 12. They're going to carry into the future. And to an extent, they already have. To an extent, they have because there's been just one new team, Houston. Wow, weird to say. Who's gotten a win against an original Big 12 team? But come on, guys. Like everybody kind of gather. You know, I'm a Baylor guy, Baylor grad. Let's gather in here. TCU and Oklahoma State, all you guys. It hadn't gone very well. It hasn't gone very well at all. So if you're Arizona, Arizona State, if you're Arizona and Jed Fish, they look dangerous. Rashad is young at Arizona State. He could make some noise. He's like a young Spencer Rattler. He can make some noise long-term in the conference. Deion Sanders, I, I, my, the jury's out, sure, but I'm not completely selling on Deion and what he's doing at Colorado. Utah's winning Pac-12 championships hand over fist. This year, they're, they're quasi-down without Cam Rising, but Utah's going to have success. Looking around to, to BYU, I think BYU gets slapped in the mouth. Hit in the mouth, slap in the face. And what does Kalani Sasaki do? He, he adjusts. He's really good at avenging losses the year after. Impressively good. He's going to adjust. Gus Malzahn has competed for national championships, has won one as an OC. He knows what to do. 
Scott Satterfield exists. I can't help you as much, Cincinnati, but you've been there in the last couple of years, so you have that pedigree still somewhere in there. A couple of preseason All-American guys as well. Houston, Dana Holgerson has been at the top of the Big 12 at West Virginia. You just got a new spark. Can you use that? I don't know. But what well, the case I'm trying to make here is there is a, a legitimate way for these new teams. You, you should feel really good. There have been, I, I've heard from so many people that, oh, you know, give these new teams a second to adjust. They need to recruit at the Power 5 level. Give the Pac-12 teams a little bit to, to get back into the groove of being in the Big 12 for like a Colorado who's returning or to try to match the culture, the blue collar, hit you in the nose every week with a bunch of three-star guys who have been coached up. Uh, no, Mm-mm. no. No, if you walk in and decide immediately you want to be a dog, if you stop, if you're if you're at Cincinnati and a coach or, or Houston and you're the coach, you, you can't get in your, into the press conference and be like, yeah, you know, we just now we got to recruit at a power five level. We got to try to coach our guys. To, no, no, you come in and you be a dog. There's not an adjustment period. If you if you're waiting around for two years for an adjustment period in the Big Twelve, you're going to be buried in this conference long term. And you know what? For the irate eight, for the original eight, I got, I've got bad news. I think that these new teams are kind of getting out of that mentality and into a, oh, you know, maybe we get slapped around a little bit, but this league is just not as strong as maybe they expected. And again, you could make the case that the parity is because there are so many strong teams, but look, come on. Got a lot of teams that are on backup quarterbacks, winning with backup or third string quarterbacks right now. A lot of freshman stars in this league. Uh, there aren't, like nationally, who's a big name Big 12 guy nationally outside, that doesn't play for Texas and OU? That's tough. You know, Daniels, Devin Neal, Kansas has a couple of them to make a case. I mean, there are a few, but dude, oof. one of the big ones, Will Howard, got benched for a freshman. Who's better than him, maybe, with his legs at least. You know? Like, this conference just isn't as strong as we we thought it was going to be. And that's okay from a viewership standpoint. It's okay because anybody can beat anybody. That's all. If you're a fan of Oklahoma State, that's awesome. You have a shot in any game you play. If you're a fan of Kansas, that's awesome. You have a shot in any game you play. Iowa State, everybody at this point pretty much except for the, the few of the new guys in Baylor. <laughs> Whatever's going on over there. God bless. You know, if you're a new guy, you got to be chomping at the bit. Good news. Good news. The expansion teams, you've got a shot to win right away. There's a re- we, we live in a society where next year's Big 12 standings could very well be number one, Utah, number two, Colorado, number three, BYU, number four, Arizona. And everybody else in the I-Rate 8 looking around going, oh, that's not good. That might not happen. It might not happen. But there's a there's a pretty good shot now based on the way the Big 12 is playing. That we look up next year and the top four standings are four teams that weren't in the Big 12 two years ago. That weren't original members of this conference. And again, I make that case because there aren't a lot of national names amongst the Big 12 teams. There aren't a lot of guys who are making big splashes in a Heisman conversation. They're not teams that are doing, doing it consistently. It's teams doing it with their backup running back, their third string quarterback. I mean, <laughs> You know, <laughs> the give and take of anybody can beat anybody. It's fun to watch, but eh, it just means that next year, some of these programs can put it together and win at a high level where TCU looks up and goes, ooh, this was supposed to be our conference. Baylor looks up and goes, ooh, this was supposed to be our conference. <sighs> Oklahoma State looks up and says, ah, we can't go eight and four and compete for the top of the league. Yeah. 
though this might be the greatest nine and three feet that Mike Gundy has ever pulled off. <laughs> Thanks to Ollie Gordon. They finally give Ollie Gordon the ball. We live in a society, man, where the Big 12 is just nuts. I love it. Yay. Come back tomorrow for the power rankings. This has been and always will be. 10,000 subscribers, I shaved my head. 10,000 by January 1st, I shaved my head. We are well on our way. Well, like a buzz guy. Uh, locked on. Thank you for making it your first listen every single day. Dose Grande.